1: Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston.
2: The title of the message is Praying in the Name of Jesus. Praying in the Name of Jesus. A man by the name of Harold Lamb told the story of a sales presentation he made at a rural church board meeting. He said, my coworker and I were making a sales call to a rural Baptist church. We gave our presentation to the church board and then the board chairman walked to the altar and knelt down. After a minute of silent prayer, he returned and announced in a solemn tone, the Lord tells me we should wait. He said, my colleague responded by walking to the altar and kneeling down. And then he returned to the group, looked at the chairman, and declared, the Lord wants to talk with you again. Now, I'm not sure that either man was actually praying. But it is interesting that both men saw prayer as a way of getting what they wanted. Now, there's nothing Wrong with using prayer to get what you want, because Jesus told his disciples in John 14:13 and 14, he says, "You can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. These words contain a remarkable promise. They tell us that. Whatever we ask, if we ask it in the name of Jesus, he will do it. Now, it would be hard to find a promise broader than that. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. So what does it mean to pray in the name of Jesus? It means much more than we usually assume. In our tradition... Praying in Jesus' name refers to a certain formula that we add at the end of our prayers. In fact, we are so used to hearing in Jesus' name, amen, that we feel uncomfortable if we don't hear it when someone prays. We wonder if the person is somehow ashamed of the name of Jesus. And we also suspect that the Prayer is a bit illegal because it doesn't end the way we think it should end. Now, one part of that insight is correct. True Christian praying is always in the name of Jesus. If we deliberately drop the name of Jesus, then our prayers can hardly be called Christian at all. So there is a sense in which every prayer that we pray should always be offered in the name of Jesus. The premise of John 14.13 deals with much more than saying a few words in prayer and then saying amen. To pray in the name of Jesus is to pray based on who he is, with his authority, in order that his reputation might be enhanced in the world. But let me illustrate with um, uh, something very ordinary. Suppose I go to the Bank of America and give them a check that I want cashed for, for $5 million but don't have anything in the bank. I believe the teller would think that I'm a nutcase and get security to show me the door but now suppose that I go back with a check made out to Wessler Roberts in the amount of $5 million signed by Bill Gates, one of the richest men in the world. Once the bank determines that his signature is genuine, I'll get the money because Bill Gates is a multi-billionaire and has an account of the bank. Now, praying in the name of Jesus is like Jesus signing his name to our prayers. In a sense, we are saying to God, Jesus told me to ask for anything in his name. And what do you think the Father will do with a prayer that is truly signed by his Son? He will grant it because he always honors what the Son wants. But let's look more specifically at what it means when we pray in the name of Jesus. Six things I'm going to uh, point out here. One, we are confessing that Jesus is the only way to God. Now Hebrews 10, 19 through 23 says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain, that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings. Let us hold unservingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. It may seem very complicated to you, this, this particular scripture, but um, it's, it's not very complicated. See, by offering his own body on the cross, Jesus made the, a way for us to enter the throne room of God. Now, in the Old Testament, and Hebrews is writing with the Old Old Testament uh, in view. So says, In the Old Testament, a thick curtain separated the holy place in the temple from the most holy place, which only the high priest could enter once a year on the Day of Atonement to pray for the sins of the people. Now, the thick curtain that separated the holy place from the most holy place constantly reminded the people of Israel that they could not approach God directly but only through a priestly mediator who was the high priest. But Jesus, when he died, the record says that the, the veil in the temple was rent which meant that there was nothing to keep his children outside the door so to speak but we could all enter in because the curtain was rent in in two. And and because we are united with, with Christ by faith, wherever he goes, we also can go with him. And so it is precisely in this sense that every Christian prayer is offered in the name of Jesus, for it is only by virtue of what Jesus has accomplished on the cross that any of us, may come into the presence of a holy God. To approach God apart from Jesus, it is guaranteed that we will be turned away. You may pray in the name of Muhammad, Joseph Smith, Mary Baker, Eddie. You can even pray in the name of your ancestors, as there are some people who do that, or any religious leader you choose to follow. But it Will do you no good. The only one who can bring you into God's presence is the Lord Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul says in First Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5: there is one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, the man Christ Jesus. You see, if you do not come to God through Jesus, then you cannot come. At all. With that in mind, it might even be appropriate for us uh, at times to begin our prayers by referring to the name of Jesus. The precise formula isn't critical, but uh, you could say something like, like this Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son and my Savior. I claim no merit of my own. And I acknowledge that I cannot stand in your presence apart from the merits of my Redeemer who shed his blood for me. By starting a prayer that way, you are establishing up front the fact that it is only by virtue of Jesus Christ and his accomplishments on the cross that you are able to pray at all. But the second thing when we pray in the name of Jesus, is that we are acknowledging that Jesus is the supreme name in the universe. Philippians 2, 9 through 11 says, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So how important is the name of Jesus? By virtue of his dying on the cross and his victorious resurrection from the dead and his ascension into heaven, God has exalted him to the very highest place in the universe. No one can be compared to Jesus Christ. He is number one, and there is no number two. It is not as if Jesus is at the top of the heap and everyone else is at the bottom. No, he stands alone. He is in a category unto himself. His name is the greatest of all names. And when we go before God in his name, then miracles take place. But number three. When we pray in Jesus' name, we are admitting that there is no power to answer our prayers in any other name. If you could answer your own prayers, then why bother to pray at all? The whole point of prayer is to admit our total dependence on God. And we come to God in the name of Jesus because, as Peter tells us in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, Only Jesus has power to save. His name is the only one in all the world that can save anyone. But the the NIV translation, the New International Version, puts Acts 4.12 like this. It It says, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. I read some time ago that Dr. Tony Evans has a program, The Urban Alternative. He was asked to give the opening prayer for the Texas State Legislature in Austin. Before he prayed, he was asked not to mention the name of Jesus because it might offend non-Christians who were in attendance. And Dr. Evans replied that when he prayed to God, he was praying to Jesus and in Jesus' name. Because Jesus is God incarnate. That means God in the flesh. He also pointed out that he was about to ask God to do some specific things, both in the legislature and in the state of Texas. But uh, who is going to answer that prayer if um, he didn't pray in the name of Jesus? He said he is the only one with the power to do what I ask. And he was exactly right. If we don't pray in the name of Jesus, why bother to pray at all? Because it's just hot air going to the ceiling. But number four, when we pray in the name of Jesus, we are submitting our will to his will because he knows what is best. Just a few hours after he gave his disciples this promise in, in John 14, Jesus was agonizing in prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. There he prayed three times that the cup of suffering might be removed from him. And three times God said, God said no. Jesus' response to his father is found in Luke chapter 22 and verse 42. He says, Father, if you are willing... Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet, I want your will, not mine. If Jesus had to pray this way, how much more do we? Sometimes our prayers are like little children rushing in to see their daddy or mommy and says, Give me this, give me this, give me this. And we wonder why our prayers seem to have so little effect. You see, to pray in Jesus' name means that you submit your will to his will as Christ submitted his will to his Father's will. After pouring out our hearts to God, we should say, Lord Jesus, I want what you want for me. Not just what I want for myself, but what you want for me. And because we are submissive to God's will, we may be sure that our prayers will be answered in God's time and in God's way. But number five, when we pray in Jesus' name, we are asking that God's reputation be enhanced through the answer to our prayers. John 14.13 says this very clearly. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. Now, the purpose of all our prayers should be to bring glory to the Father. After all, this is why Jesus came to earth, to fulfill the, the, the Father's will. The night before Jesus went to his death, he prayed in John 17 and verse 1. It says, after Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. To glorify God means many things, not the least of which is to enhance God's reputation in the world. When our requests will glorify God, we may be sure that they will be answered. When God comes first in our prayers, when we truly want to glorify him, we can rest easy knowing that the details that, uh, of our life that often consume us will be taken care of by our Heavenly Father. But lastly, when we pray in Jesus' name, we are asking that everything we ask for be consistent with God's character, God's will, and God's word. Romans 10 and verse 13 tells us, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now millions and millions of people are going to heaven because they have called upon Jesus to save them, and they discovered that the Lord was as good as his word. But this verse is more than a salvation verse. It is also an invitation to true Christian prayer. You see, calling on the name of the Lord means asking for that which is consistent with all that Jesus is, all that he says, and all that he wants to accomplish in the world. We can say it in this way. You cannot lie or steal in Jesus' name. You cannot ask God to bless your sin in Jesus' name. You cannot swear in Jesus' name. You cannot ask God to bless your rage in Jesus' name. If your prayer is not consistent with God's character, God's will, and God's word, you aren't praying in Jesus' name no matter what words you use or how loud you pray. To pray in Jesus' name means to pray with Authority according to his will, with his approval, consistent with who he is. Stated differently, to pray in Jesus' name is to pray exactly what Jesus would pray in any particular situation. It means praying as if Jesus were praying instead of you. If we truly understand what it means to pray in Jesus' name, it should do at least five things for us. And let me just quickly mention them. One, it should fill our prayers with praise and thanksgiving to God because through Christ we have access to the throne room of the universe. By grace and by grace alone we have been brought into God's presence. But number two, it should send us back to the scriptures. After all, where will we learn about Christ and what he wants to do, if not in his written word? Fill your heart with God's word and your prayers will soon reflect God's priorities. This is the true meaning of Psalm 37 and verse 4, where the psalmist says, Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart number three it should deepen our sense of total dependence on Christ you see we pray in Jesus' name precisely because our own name carries no weight at all with the almighty so because we cannot go in our own name we go in the name of Jesus who tells us that we can approach the father in his name and he will do whatever we ask of him And then, number four, it will cause us to ask, Lord, what do you want to do in this particular situation that I'm in? It could be a job situation. It could be purchasing a house, finding an apartment, making a business decision, deciding where to go to college, or what to do with an elderly parent, and then any number of things. These are just examples. Matters such as these occupy a large percentage of each day for a lot of people. And if we are honest, we must say that often we simply don't know what God's will is. Perhaps we would be better off to ask the Lord to show us what he wants us to do in the situation that we are in, and then pray that his will might be done. And then, lastly, it should be cause us to pray more for God's glory and less for our gratification. In this, we have the Lord's Prayer as as a good model. The Lord's Prayer contains six petitions. The first three deals with the Father, his name, his kingdom, and his will. The last three deals with our needs for provision, for pardon, and for protection. It is never wrong to pray for our own needs, but if we follow the Lord's Prayer, we will begin our prayers with a focus on God and his glory and giving him thanks for who he is. That's one of the things that I always tell people. Whenever you go before God, spend the first part of your prayer just thanking God for who he is and what he has done in your life. And um, what um, his will and purpose for you uh, is. And uh, by focusing on God's glory and giving him thanks for what he has done, will help us to put our needs into the proper perspective. Jesus promised that he will do whatever we ask in his name. You see, Jesus has what every one of us needs. You see, if you have a problem, he has a solution. If you have a question, He has the answer. If you have a disease, He has a cure. If you have a crisis, He has the needed miracle. Whatever you may need, Jesus has it. If you need courage, if you need comfort, if you need joy, if you need peace, if you need a blessing, Jesus has it. He can do whatever needs to be done. If you need surgery, Jesus can do it through the, the hands of well-qualified surgeons, or he can do that from heaven. If you need deliverance from drugs or alcohol, Jesus can do it. If you need motivation, Jesus can, can give it. If you need your priorities adjusted, Jesus can do it also. And if you need an attitude adjustment, which some people do need, Jesus can do that as well. And nobody can like Jesus can. Jesus can do all things. And he says, just call in his name when you go to the Father. Yes, ask anything in my name and I will do it. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name master savior jesus like the fragrance after the rain jesus 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim kings and kingdoms will all pass away but there is something about that name
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617